Thank you for calling the PSST hotline. levels look good. And I don't think anyone coming out of the manager's office can see this, especially with the cube walls up. I think I'm ready to roll. <clears throat> oh, someone's coming! Shit! Shit! Okay. Try to. I got some tea from the break room, and to be honest, my heart is beating pretty fast. What I'm doing right now, it's risky. Riskier than I'd like. This needs to get out, though. I think someone's going to get hurt. I think people already have been hurt. So I'm... I'm whistleblowing. Listen, hi. My name is... Oh, hold up. I don't want this to get traced back to me. Whoever gets a hold of this file, please call me... Agent. That's what I am, anyway. I'm a support agent. But my agency, my team... I don't think things are right here. So I'm making recordings. My support calls, research, any sort of, um, spying? Does, does this make me a spy? Or a mole? I'm actually not too comfortable with this. I'm hardly the person that should be reporting this stuff. Hell, I don't even mind the work, but like, there's no one else here that will say anything. And I'm finally getting angry and scared and you can only get so angry and so scared before you start recording your calls and recording your job duties so that you can report this to the media or the Better Business Bureau or the army, I guess? Honestly, whoever gets this, I just need you to know that something's messed up here. There's something really foul going on. So, right, I'm an agent here working for the Office of Paranatural Support, OPS sometimes we call it. Specifically, my department is the Paranatural Support Services team, which we sometimes call PSST. Or like you're whispering. Psst. You know? Things are secretive here. I'm still green, but I tend to have a pretty good idea of what we're doing. PSST handles customer support, but for weird stuff. What kind of weird stuff? Well, stuff that shouldn't exist and shouldn't happen, but it does happen anyway. Say, for instance, that you're looking for your wallet, and you search your house up and down. And it's not anywhere, and you could swear you knew exactly where you left it. And now you're late to work, and suddenly you look down, and it's it's right there in front of you. It's been there all along. And you think, I swear, I swear I looked here. Well, we do weird like that. But we also do cases where, instead of your wallet, you find a toy that you threw away by accident when you were a child. We handle that, too. 
Or maybe you find a tiny you looking for a tinier wallet in a tinier replica of your home. Or, or maybe as you're searching, your skin starts to feel rough like leather and your tongue begins to resemble your driver's license when you look in the mirror. We handle... Okay, that one actually was really weird, but we did get that guy sorted out and thankfully he is no longer his own wallet. I was proud of that one. So yeah, we handle paranatural support cases. It's rewarding, in a way. I like to be helpful to the people who call in. Some folks are in actual danger, so on a few occasions, I've guided people through saving their own lives. Other folks are just happy to get the abnormal creepy stuff in their life sorted out. Honestly, this... this isn't even the problem I have with the OPS. What is the problem? Why I'm recording these is because of the way that I'm treated. It's not great. I can deal with a problematic customer every now and then. They're the ones who don't listen to what you say, they're the ones that blame you for their issues, and sometimes you just get people who do things so vile that even if they are nice, you don't even want to help them. And worse is when you fail. Sometimes you attach yourself emotionally to a call, and when someone can't get what they want, or if they end up in a worse state when they started, it doesn't feel good. You know, it's all part of this job, you help people when they call. But when things go wrong, who can I call? If I get three bad customers on the hotline in a row, who's looking out for me? My manager can't speak up for me. We have no worker organization. My paycheck? My hours? They're a joke. Plus there's the whole problem with- Oh! Oh my god, a call! Okay, um, deep breaths. Send to yourself. And out. Here we go. Thank you for calling the PSST hotline. This is Charlotte speaking, and I'll be your agent today. Your call may be tracked and recorded for quality purposes. Who may I ask is calling? Uh, hi Charlotte. This is Jerome speaking. Park ranger in Crawford Knox State Park in New Hampshire. Can you hear me okay? The reception here tends to be a little shaky sometimes. I can hear you just fine, Jerome. Are you in any immediate danger? No, no, I, I don't think so. It's weird. It's just, I think something's wrong in the woods tonight. I'm getting a bad feeling about this tree. And all the tree blood. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that you're in a place where we can talk freely and safely. If we get disconnected, just call us back on the same line and we'll be sure to answer your call. Um, sure. Thank you. Now, uh, Jerome, mm -hmm. what was this about something wrong in the woods? And you mentioned tree sap? Tree blood. Tree blood. As in... It's tree blood. The tree is bleeding tree blood. How did you confirm that you're dealing with blood in this tree? Well, it's red. It's getting darker, but it's definitely that deep blood red. And it's dripping from where I chopped off a branch. It's viscous even, but it's not sticky like sap. So you've touched the blood. Is that a problem? Well, no, I, I don't think so. I'm just taking notes and I needed some clarification. Uh, do you know what kind of blood it is? Uh, well, I, I reckon that's a yew tree. I, I mean, is it human blood? Rabbit blood? Lizard blood? How would I be able to tell? I'm not sure. Mouthfeel? Excuse me? Well, I, I figured if you had touched it, you might have, uh, 
never mind. I'm sorry, Jerome. I've got a script here that I'm trying to keep to, and um, blood-related happenings require some very careful, very strange specifics. So uh, you you don't have to taste the blood, Jerome. Oh, well, that's good. Oh, <laughs> uh, good. Well, why, why don't we start from the beginning, then? What were you doing today before you noticed the tree was bleeding? So I was walking back through the woods to the ranger cabin, because the sun was starting to go down. I don't really want to get stuck outside at night, especially because it's starting to get a little chilly this time of year. The weather wasn't too dry, so I thought a nice little campfire might be nice for the evening. The bugs were starting to really bite. <laughs> They're bad this season. And the smoke helps keep them away. The day was pretty busy, and I didn't have any plans for the evening. So I figured I could toast up some s'mores before I went home. Okay, so you cut a branch, saw the bleeding, and used it for the uh, campfire. Well, actually, you need dry kindling for a campfire. Fresh branches won't work for lighting fires, because they're full of water and won't ignite. But for the s'mores, a fresh stick works wonders. It won't ignite, and there's less of a chance that you're going to lose the mallow. So I gathered the kindling first, you know, got a few logs ready to go, and then started looking for a branch to use for roasting. I went to a tree just a bit away from the cabin, chopped me off a good-sized branch with my hatchet, and walked back to the cabin. Then I threw my hatchet to the ground, and that's when I saw... Oh! I bet you noticed some blood on the hatchet. Bingo! So I jump, and I look at it, and I panic. Hmm. So I'm consulting some guides here to things that should bleed, and it says you might have a cursed weapon. Did you use the hatchet for anything else in the day? Was it new? No, it's just a good old hatchet. I've had it for a while. Got it from Henry's. And this Henry, he sells hatchets? Henry's is a hardware store. Uh oh, oh, so it's probably manufactured and not probably cursed. Yep, it's been real reliable, so I can't imagine that'd be the problem. Anyways, when I noticed the blood, I got real worried. I wouldn't use the hatchet on an animal or a person or anything, obviously. It's a tool for wooden trees. So I grabbed a stronger flashlight, ran back outside, and saw the bleeding tree. And that's when I called you. I'm standing out here right now. Okay. Well, here's a question. Does the branch have any blood on it? Well, let me see. Just a little bit. Like a spot of blood right where I cut it. It was actively leaking for a bit. Is it bleeding now? No, no, just, uh... Coagulating. Yeah, coagulating. I think so. It's just there. Well, Jerome, I think you've cut an enchanted tree. Oh, yeah? Yep. Sometimes that sort of thing happens. Uh, could have been a witch's curse, a spirit's embrace, or just some dopey hedge wizard having a bad day. There's a bunch of old nature spells that you can use to either protect or curse a tree... And this matches up with a number of spells that I'm seeing here. Huh. So it says here, best thing to do is to bury the piece that you cut. Returning it to nature usually helps. And don't touch that tree again if you can help it. You can do both of these things and hopefully it'll stop bleeding in like a day or so. Hopefully? Well, most likely. I can't make any promises here. I'm kind of terrible with horticulture myself and I'm not an enchantress. But most of these things I'm looking at list returning the cut piece to nature as a solution to the problem. So let's start with that. Well, that's easy enough. And if it keeps bleeding, give me a call back. Actually, give me a call back if anything else weird happens in this spot of the woods. 
or with wood in general. Magic, especially when it intermingles with nature, can be really fickle. Burying the branch should make amends with whatever laid the curse, but it might also go deeper than this. So if something goes wrong in the forest, you let me know, okay? I can do that. I'll go get the spade. And mark wherever you bury it, too. Just in case. Never hurts to take notes. Thanks, Charlotte. You've been a big help. Of course. Is there anything else I can help you with this, um, evening? Nope. Should be good. <laughs> well, that's great. Hope everything turns out well, and have a great night. Enjoy those s'mores for me, okay? Will do. Bye! <sighs> oh, right. I'm recording. Um, I think I set up my audio correctly, so that whole call should have been recorded. I'm not too worried about the whole situation, to be honest. Jerome seems capable. Reliable, even. When you're out in the woods, especially in New England, it can get pretty cold, so if you're a park ranger, I imagine you're used to having to deal with strange things on your own. At a certain point, I'd imagine it even stops getting spooky, even when you're not sure what you're dealing with exactly. To be honest, I don't always know what I'm talking about here either, and sometimes it's a bit scary. I have to help real people's real issues, and I have nothing more than a script and maybe some accumulated knowledge. The script isn't much. Uh, okay, mine is actually some kind of spirit script that kind of brings up information as I need it. I, uh, I take it back. The script is actually quite amazing. It's, it's like a search engine on the internet. But if it also searched the dark web and ancient forbidden texts, and could consult with ghosts, all of that is a guess. I don't actually know how it works. But like a web search engine, you have to know what to type in to get the answer you need. My point is, I don't know if the tree is actually cursed. And that's terrifying for me, but it's even more terrifying for the customer whose life may be on the line. I can only figure out things from the information I gather from the user. If their account is unreliable or incomplete, then I need to contextualize what I can find in the script and figure out how to manipulate it for my own use. Right, I should probably explain how the script physically works. It's like a scroll, so it's got some kind of spacey colors and it's got a soft hum to it. It's cold, but not unpleasantly so. You can sort of, like, make a series of hand motions and hear this sound. That's it. You might have heard it over the call. It brings up topics, suggestions for solutions, and the like. But like I said, you have to know what you're looking for. I just looked up recipes for poisonous chocolate cakes, and while some of these are particularly sinful, I wouldn't say any of them are poisonous, magical, evil, or cursed. So it wouldn't help me with our typical clientele. If I don't look up the symptoms correctly, how will I know what the issue is? Sometimes I'll remember a solution that worked before, for a similar problem. And sometimes I'll need to do extra research on a subject that I don't fully understand and mesh it with the supernatural. If you want to do your job well, and actually make sure the caller is not only satisfied but safe, you have to go well above and beyond. And that's tough, you know? Some days I'm not even quite sure what management even thinks of my work. It feels like they can reduce the entire process of clever problem solving and research down to someone who can just read a script and tell a user something they could have just looked up on their phone. I wouldn't be surprised if they thought they could replace me with a dog or a website or a houseplant, to be honest. It's insulting. I don't get paid or recognized, but I sure as hell get punished. 
And how long will it be before I get replaced by some new worker who gets hired for even less, who doesn't know the ins and outs of this job? It's a disservice to the people who need us. Corporate are monsters. I'll bet they don't even care if these issues get solved. And they just want the folks like me to handle the stuff they don't have to look at. <sighs> That's right. I bust my ass. Because if I don't, innocent people could get hurt. But I'm getting tired and scared for myself. And if I'm not doing well, I can't... Well, I can't bust my ass. So that's why I'm recording these calls. The folks up top, you know what they need. They need to learn that people like me are the beating heart of this company. That without the paranatural support service team, they're nothing. Ooh, I'm getting real fired up. Maybe I am the person to do this. I'm going to treat this like one big help case, and I'm going to get to the bottom of everything. What really goes on behind closed doors? What's the deal with the hours, the salary, and the management? Maybe if I shed some light on how fucked up corporate is, I could help everyone working here. We could form a union. We could offer better service. We could... We can make a living wage and have lives outside of this place. It's not gonna be easy, I know. But I'm an agent. I'm the agent. And the Office of Paranatural Support better watch it, because I'll always be on the other end of the line. of the Paranatural Support Service Team, The Bleeding Tree, Part 1. Today's episode was written and produced by Jolene Cutnor, with additional help from Mel Smith. Today's cast included... Park Ranger Jerome, played by Mel Smith. The Agent, played by Jolene Cutnor. on where to find cast members can be found in the episode descriptions. If you'd like to receive updates on new episode releases or ask the agent questions that may appear in future episodes, be sure to follow our Twitter account, at PSSTCast. If you'd like to support Paranatural Support Service Team, see the aforementioned Twitter account for more details, or simply leave us a rating or review on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening, and remember, there's always someone on the other end of the line.